today's show, we're going to be talking to two stars in the hit movie, All Eyes on Me, the story about the great Tupac Shakur. In this episode of Go For It, we're going to have uh, Jamal Willard, who plays Biggie Smalls in the movie. And also we're going to have Jared Ellis, who plays Snoop Dogg in the movie, All Eyes on Me. So we got Jamal Willard and also Jared Ellis in this episode of Go For It. You can listen to this show and other shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pcan. Also, hit us up on the website, goforitcansports.com, where we continue to talk sports and have fun doing it. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of All Eyes on Me, actor, rapper, Jamal Willard. Jamal, how are you? What's going on, buddy? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. And, and Jamal, all love. appreciate it. All Eyes on Me. Did some big-time numbers this weekend. You know, some people thought the movie was going to struggle, but ultimately it did big-time numbers, $27 million. Did you expect big numbers? Absolutely. I expected more. Oh, you expected more? How much more? Absolutely. About $100 million more. You played Biggie. Obviously, you can't stay away from that role, but you played it well. Obviously, you did it in the movie Notorious. But when you were approached about the role of Biggie in this particular movie, was it a no-brainer for you? I mean, I had to go back and work. I had to go back and professionalize and, and figure out what, what layer of Biggie I was going to play. Okay. So it wasn't easy. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Me and L.T. Hutton put it together. How long did it take for you to become Biggie again? Uh, maybe about a month. About a month? Okay. All right. So do you want to do the rest of this interview as Biggie? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not as Biggie. I'm the actor who played Biggie. I'm gravy, baby. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Tupac was a very complicated man, so obviously it's very difficult to do a biopic on his life. Do you feel like you guys got the essence of Tupac? I can't answer that. You have to ask that to Demetrius. Okay. In terms of just watching the movie, did you feel like you saw Tupac? You were watching Tupac? You, you got who he was as a person, as a man? I felt like it was a great movie. Okay. All right. We're talking to one of the stars of All Eyes on Me, actor Jamal Wooler, a.k.a. Gravy. So, obviously, you know, you were the lead in Notorious. You played Biggie there. Did you have any advice for Demetrius Ship? You know, in terms of him trying to play Tupac? Nah, nah. He had his acting coach and all that. Nah. He, you know, he do what he do. You know, okay. those type of questions, you got to ask Demetrius. You can't ask me about Pop. I don't play big. No, I'm just saying in terms of being that, you know, you're a lead No, I'm role. not teaching. I'm an actor. There. Yeah, nah. I can't tell a man about his craft. That's his thing. Got you. You know? For sure. Did you have a favorite Tupac song? Absolutely, a few of them. Which ones? Absolutely, dear mama. Okay. How can I be down? Blood, sweat, and tears. Smile. I mean, I mean, come on. That's that's just Tupac, man. All right, all right. Tupac's core. <laughs> Big year, Tupac. Who were you a bigger fan of? Both. <laughs> 
I expected that answer. I expected that answer. So, what's going on with you musically? I'm chilling, man. I'm doing some gravy stuff. Right now, I got other movies I'm working on. So, got three other films coming out. So, I'm working. Got spread the word. We're getting ready to shoot in Nigeria. Got Labyrinth, which is dead. Where I played Biggie again with uh, Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker. And uh, we working. For sure. Working, so, working, working. that's a good thing. So, let me ask you this. Little Kim was unhappy about a few things in Notorious. Jada Pinkett was unhappy about a few things in All Lies on Me. At the end of the day, do you feel like that comes with the territory? Absolutely. You know, people ain't, you know, everybody has their own opinion. You know? For sure. Everybody has their own opinion. But don't get mad at the actors. Get mad at, at, at you know, who wrote the script. Don't take it out on the actors. The actors are there to do their job. So, have you seen Little Kim since the, the, the Notorious movie? I've seen her a few. I've seen her a few times. She's cool people. Okay. Seen All her right. a few times. Did she say anything to you about you know your portrayal or yeah, or how she was portrayed? Everything was gravy. <laughs> so we're talking to one of the stars of All Eyes on Me. Actor Jamal Woolard, aka Gravy. So, obviously, you said you got a few roles coming up. What, what do you prefer? Do you prefer being an actor? Or do you prefer being a rapper? Do you? I mean, what do you like better? Both. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this: If you had to do one for free, which one would you pick? Neither. Nothing's free. <laughs> Only thing free is advice. For sure. So you got any advice for, for any young rappers coming up in the game? Stay focused, believe in yourself, put God first and go hard. Let me ask you this. You know, in All Eyes on Me, you know, you saw Tupac and didn't seem like he had the best record deals, whether it's with Death Row or, or whether when he first started. So how does an artist avoid that? Or is it impossible to avoid I mean, it's not impossible. You just have to. You just gotta have to stick with the right management. That's all. You just gotta find the right management. That's it. I mean, it's, it's really that standard. simple. Yeah, the right management can get you right. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, the right people can get you to the right spot, like the Jimmy Iovines, Puff Daddies, the Leo Cohens, <laughs> Kevin Lyles, the L.A. Reeds. You gotta have the right people. Is that what you did in terms of your approach, making sure you got down with the right people? I did at that time. Okay. At that time. Yeah, at that time, Chris Lighty was the best. RP Chris Lighty. I heard you had to gain like 50 pounds to play the role of Notorious B.I.G. Did you have to do that this time around? Nah, I didn't have to do it the first time. I just gained the weight. I didn't have to. I just wanted to become the character. As okay. a method actor. So do you That's do you good. walk around at that weight? Nah, I'm at two sixty. Okay. All right. So it's gotta be difficult walking around with all that weight. The, the weight you had to gain to become BIG. No, nah, it wasn't difficult. I'm just not okay. that big no more. Right. Yeah. Did you have a greater appreciation for BIG after playing him in this movie and also playing him in Notorious? I mean, I love B.I.G. from the from the giddy before I played him at all. Okay. So it I was, get ready to board this flight. 
All right, sounds good. So where can fans find information about some of the great things going on with Jamal Willard? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Jamal Gravy Willard. Gravy with no E, Jamal Gravy Willard. Peace. Let's bring him in now. One of the stars of All Eyes on Me in theaters now, actor Jared Ellis. Jared, how are you? Yo, 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 what's good? I'm good, I'm good. Living, just living, man, out here in Los Angeles, California, trying to enjoy the sun. How's it going, man? Doing well, doing well. That sounds like a good times out there in beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, California. So let me ask you this. The film, mm-hmm. big time numbers, 27 million that first week. Big numbers, of course. Yeah. It, obviously, based off of those numbers, based off of what you're hearing in the streets, do you feel like this movie has really resonated with the public? Uh, yes, I, I feel like it. I feel like it has, and I feel like over time it will resonate even more. But I definitely do, just judging from the feedback, all the love we've been getting, and the numbers don't lie. I think it definitely has res- resonated with the public. So let me ask you this: How much has life changed for you? I mean, this is pretty much your debut. This is your debut role. I mean, how much has life changed yeah. for you? I mean, for one, the, uh, the the random pictures in Chipotle and Chick-fil-A, you know, the attention has definitely gone up. The attention has definitely gone up, you know what I'm saying? Um, just just the love, that I think that's, a, that's the main thing that changed for me, being able to meet a whole bunch of new people and people coming up to me and different opportunities that are coming about. So, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest change for me is just the opportunities and meeting new people and, and just being out there, you know? How about the female love? I mean, obviously, oh, man. Oh, man. the level of success <laughs> of the movie, the female love, got to be pretty good right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting a few more followers, a few more likes than I usually do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, talking to a few more females than I was uh, a couple months ago. But yeah, man, I, I love the woman. Love the woman for sure. Do you feel like all eyes are on you at this point? <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a few eyes on me. There's a few eyes on me, you know. But yeah, man. <laughs> so let me ask you this. The executive producer of All Eyes on Me is a family friend. So ultimately that led to an audition, I guess, which led to the role. But talk about the process. Okay, so um, yeah, like like you said, LT Hudden is a family friend. He, um, when he started, I knew he was filming, he was working on a project. He's been working on it for years, man, like years. And when they kicked off filming, uh, back in January, I, they were still looking, they were looking for the Snoop. They were casting a few people and then he, he remembered me and knew I was then getting into acting, knew I resembled Snoop and whatnot. So, um, so he put me on a plane and flew me out to Atlanta and that's where I read. And also interesting enough, I had dreadlocks when I went to Atlanta so I was in there with dreadlocks, and they were, that was kind of the thing they were, they were uh, kind of kind of funky on. It's like, can we get his dreads out? Can we get his, is he going to be able to wear braids? Is he going to be able to wear the afro? So um, I went out there. Anyways, I went out there, and I read Cali, got word I got the part, and then um, they flew me out again, and that's when we started filming. And funny thing is I still had my dreads, so I went an 18-hour day of having – uh, loctician, that's what they call them, loctician, <laughs> taking out my hair, getting out the dreads, every single one, and I was just awake the whole time, and it was, man, it was a process, so that was the process of me getting the role. Do you miss it? You miss the dreads? 
You know, I nah. You know, I I, I, I like to uh, get my myself a full wash and conditioner. You know what I'm saying? So uh, don't really miss a dress that much. <laughs> okay. So ultimately, like you said, you read, you got the role. What was the reaction when you, when you heard that you're going to be Snoop on All Eyes on Me? Yeah, I mean, at first, I was just hyped. I was like, yeah, I'm about to be Snoop, about to be Snoop. But it wasn't until like, I got on that plane and landed in Atlanta to when I was like, oh, man, like reality set in. Like, I'm going to have to play Snoop, you know? And playing <laughs> such a just iconic character like that was like, and then I felt the pressure. So then it was, then it was trying to get over the pressure because I'm thinking like, man, like Snoop is still alive and well. Like he's gonna see this film. Like I need to make sure I do him justice, you know. So, um, so yeah, I think I think the pressure was the first thing that hit me, and then once I kind of got over the pressure and kind of just accepted it and knew like I gotta knock this out. I gotta do it for leg Pac's legacy, for Snoop's legacy, for the culture, you know. And then that's when I just turned it on. Talking to one of the stars of All Eyes on Me, actor Jared Ellis. So. I heard you watch Baby Boy a whole bunch of times in order to prepare for the role of Snoop. Talk about the process yes. of becoming Snoop. Uh, okay. The process of becoming Snoop, well, luckily enough, I kind of have the same wiry kind of frame as him. So my next goal was, was to figure out how I'm going to master these mannerisms and get, get all that down. So what I did was I hit up... Um, because I was just, I was still in school at the time, so I emailed all my college professors and I said, the theater professors, I said, hey, I just got this role. Can you sit down with me? I need some extra work. Need some help. Luckily, one of the professors reached back, sat me down, and just broke down everything that I needed to know to portray this character. So he asked, he said, make sure you figure out what he likes to drink, figure out where he likes to go, figure out his favorite favorite basketball team, football team. So then I just started doing research on Snoop himself. So once I figure out Snoopy's stuff, try to figure out where his mindset was in the 90s, how he moved and everything. So and I, was like, and I also used more resources like YouTube. There's a bunch of YouTubes of him just chilling with, you know, DPG, Daz Dillinger and Corrupt to try to get like the more candid side of him. You know what I'm saying? When he's just moving around the city. And then, of course, Baby Boy. I had to watch Baby Boy like at least like 200, 300 times, man, because, you know, he has those scenes in there where he's just a real, a real, real West Side gangster. And I try to bring that to the to the big screen, you know? For sure. So you had to figure out what he drank, where he goes. We all know what Snoop likes to do. <laughs> you know, did you, <laughs> did you have to figure that part out too? Uh, <laughs> I, I, dab, I, dab, I dabbled a little bit. I dabbled a little bit, but not... For medicinal not purposes. Yeah, for medicinal purposes only, just to really commit, and you know, to the character. You know what I'm saying? So, sure. yeah. <laughs> So you're working. I mean, it's all good. It's yeah, all good. So, <laughs> so, did you get a chance to talk to Snoop, you know, hang out with Snoop, you know, just before you played this, before you got started? Um, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance to hang out with them just because, you know, Snoop's a really busy man and, like, the, the movie was happening so fast, got captured so fast, I didn't even have time to really sit around and, like, and, and talk it up with them. But luckily, um, his dad his dad was on set. He was in a few scenes with me, and also Dad Dillinger was there. So they were kind of – I was able to communicate to him through them, and we all talked together, and we kind of – Dad really helped me with the part, helped me with the hand motions, everything he used to do back in the studio, how he used to act. So 
definitely talking to his pops. Pops and Dash Dillinger helped out a lot talking to them. So was that was that your voice? Was that was that a recording? I mean, whose voice was that? Uh, it was it was it was a mixture of all of us because you know Snoop was so close to the project that he wanted to make sure he got put his touch on there. So some things, some parts it was me, some parts it was Snoop. It was just a mixture of everything. So turning to Snoop right now, let's hear your Snoop. <laughs> I don't I don't want to take away from the movie. You gotta go see it. You go go hear go hear my Snoop man. <laughs> We're talking to one of the stars of All Eyes on Me, actor Jared Ellis. So, Tupac Shakur, obviously iconic rap legend. You were a guy that apparently you did a paper on Tupac, you know, in, yes. in the past. Talk about that. Yes, I did. So when I first got to college, um, I took an AFAM African American Studies class, and. Um, it had to do with uh, music in LA and the culture of black people in LA. So, and I, and I knew, I knew Tupac was from, from LA. I knew he repped the West side. And so I picked him to do my paper on his influences of culture and me being, me being young before and being naive, I didn't know, I didn't know how involved he was with just like the arts and like poetry and Shakespeare. So it wasn't until I wrote that paper on him. I got, I did all my research, got my secondary sources and all that. I won't bore you with all the college lingo for that. But um, yeah, I did research. I did research on Athene. I learned about Athene being a, a Black Panther and her influence on Pac and where Pac went to school and I went to Baltimore School of Performing Arts. You know, and just learning all, all all about the the things you don't really see about Pac, which is which is shown in the movie. Right. And the thing was. Yeah. Just looking at watching the movie, and just you know looking at Tupac's life, it almost feels like Tupac was conflicted in a lot of ways. I mean, and it was like a contradiction on some level from the standpoint, okay, you know, keep your head up, but then the other other hand, you know, let's I get around, da 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 da. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Did you sense that in terms of you know being on set and? Obviously, Tupac wasn't there, but being on set and, you know, reading the script and learning about Pac, did you find that he was kind of a conflicted guy on some level? Um, I, 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 did, I did see that a, a little bit, but I don't think it was too, um, I don't think it was too much. I just think that what I learned was that Pac had, like, so many different layers to him, you know? Like he had the, he come, he'll come at you with the dear mama, and then like you said, he'll come out with you with the I get around, and he was able to do that, and it all still be tasteful. So, I think he was just very just a, a layered guy, had different types of different types of uh, I don't know modes he can tap into. So I think I think um, it wasn't too conflicting. I wasn't too thrown off by any of that, but it was also good to just to learn and see how versatile he was and right. different different lanes he can get into, you know. And that, to me, that's what kind of makes him special is his ability to to go to a bunch of different worlds. I mean, go to Shakespeare, go to the hip-hop world. I mean, go to the acting world. I mean, he went to all these different worlds and succeeded and was successful in each and every world. So, I mean, uh, that's the beauty of him. I mean, that's pretty cool. So, do you feel like as a whole, you guys got the true essence of Tupac in this movie. Ultimately, you didn't write the script, but yeah, yeah, 
No, I, I feel like we definitely did. I feel like LT Hutton and Benny Boom did a fantastic job. Like the writers for sure were able to to to, to capture Tupac's true spirit, you know? They were, it was the cautionary tale of, of Tupac's record, so I feel like they definitely were able to capture him as a person, the, the trials and tribulations he went through, the people he wanted to inspire. They were able to capture his relationships and the and how he came up. So I think I think I think they def we definitely did. We definitely were able to do that. We're talking to one of the stars of all eyes on me, actor Jared Ellis. So Demetrius Shit, ultimately he played Tupac in this movie. Did did a great job. Obviously, it looks like him. But yeah, talk about the role he played and talk about you know his performance. Mm-hmm. So my first my first day on set, we did uh, two of America's Most Wanted. And when I tell you he walked, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm 22 years old. I, I, I don't know. I wasn't around when Pac was around. I never like seen him live or anything like that. But when I saw Demetrius for that first scene when we did rehearsal, man, like my heart dropped. I got really nervous. I don't know what it was, but Demetrius. The thing about Demetrius is that although he looked like him, yeah, he looked like him, cared stuff like him, but he really brought him to life. It was almost like. He had Pac's spirit inside of him, and it just was—it was amazing. He—he he killed it because he was able to capture his his softer side, his tough side, him, his stage presence, and the way he portrayed, um, the way he spoke to Jada and Kadada in the film. It was just—it was amazing. Yeah, I think I think Demetrius killed it, and he was able to bring Pac to life for sure. So let me ask you this: You know, we had Jada Pinkett, who was critical of the movie on some level. And, and at the end of the day, you're not going to make everybody happy. It is a biopic, and at the end of the day, some people are going to love it, some people are going to hate it, so on and so forth. But what are your thoughts on, on Jada Pinkett's comments? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I feel like everybody has a relationship in their, in, their, in their views on Pac. I mean, I don't want to speak too much on it just because it's a very controversial situation. But right. But I, I feel like in a whole that we were able to portray Jada in a positive light. And I think I personally love the portrayal of her in that movie. I mean, she does have, she's entitled to her own opinion. So I feel like there's not too much I really can say to her. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's that for that situation. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this. Obviously, you're 22 years old. Do you have a favorite Tupac song? My favorite Tupac song. Oh man, that's oh man, that's a tough one. I'll have to I I, I have to go with Dear Mama. I okay. gotta go with Dear Mama. All right. Yeah, Dear I, Dear Mama. Ah, so many tears. Um, I bet I bet as a writer too. That has to be up there too. That is one of my favorite songs of all time. I gotta play that whenever I wake up in the morning. That's my song just to get me going, you know what I'm saying? All right. So, so let me ask you this. Obviously, like we said, 22 years old, you're a young guy. So after listening to Tupac and listening to today's hip-hop, so Tupac, today's hip-hop, what do you find to be different? Um, what do I find to be different? I would say in, 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 in today's hip-hop, I would say it's it's, it's kind of it's kind of lacking. It's lacking the passion. I feel like, but it's still there in some artists. You know, like Kendrick. Kendrick still. I feel like he's still able to carry the torch and and 
and kind of continue to do what Ken, what uh, Tupac was doing and such. But I feel like it's more, it's a little more fun now. I feel like times are times are tense back then. Times are still tense now, but the music game and a lot of more black young men have a lot more opportunities. So I feel like a lot of artists don't necessarily have to even be from the street. They can rap and they have more fun with it. So I feel like in today's age, it's it's a little more fun. People are a little more experimental with the sounds and whatnot. I don't think it's anything negative. I think it's all. I think it's. I think it's. You know, what I'm saying. I feel like people are pushing the envelope now, and there's still those people who are carrying on the same, the same rap, the same old school flow, or the same passion that's in it. But, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too. I don't think it's nothing negative though. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, you know, being 40 years old myself, there is a difference to me, and I. I mean, yeah. I, I, but at the same time. That music does, is not is not supposed to appeal to me. It's not catered to me. Mm-hmm. So you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get it. It's not. I'm not expected mm-hmm. to get it because it's not for me. So it is different. Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you got a clothing line out there. Extra credit. Yeah. Talk about that. So extra credit was started my freshman year in high school in 2009. And it's just an all-around, I try to include sports, sports influence, California culture influence, and, and just hip-hop and then art all into one, into this brand that I've created. So we have the clothing side, and we do comfort wear, you know, everyday wear. It's, it's, it's really for kind of design after an athlete. So it's like post-game where you may throw it on, or after the game you may throw it on. If you're just chilling, want to go put up some shots, you can throw it on. Or you can, or you can even wear it to the club. And also within that, we have uh, have also have a nonprofit called XK Foundation, where um, every Thanksgiving and every Christmas we go out and we give out we give out meals, we give out toys. Last year we were able to give out 500 meals, and we also gave out 400 toys to the kids of the Inland Empire over in San Bernardino. And okay. in addition to that, have a, we have another part called XK Hoops, and these are these are um, high end indoor basketball hoops that I designed and uh, with a poster backboard and an ornate frame rim and it's all gold hand painted. If you want to check those out? Those are at XK Hoops on uh, on Instagram. All right. So I gotta head over to the website and grab some extra credit gear. Yeah, man, you got to man. Su- support the movement. So what's next for you? All eyes on me. Big numbers. You're getting a lot of recognition at this point. What's next for you? So now that I have my foot in the door, I'm just auditioning right now. I got a few projects that I've auditioned for. Um, hoping to hear back good news from that. I just want to keep on acting, man. You know, I, just, I I definitely got bit with the acting bug with this one. So I'm going to keep on pursuing acting, try to perfect my craft, and then keep on working on my business, extra credit. You know, and just try to, just try to see what I can do, man. For sure. So... You are from Riverside, California. Kawhi Leonard is from around those parts. Yeah. You're a Kawhi Leonard yeah. fan. Therefore, you're a fan of the San Antonio Spurs on some level. What's your yeah. thoughts on the Spurs yeah. at this point? Man, I'm I'm still kind of salty at this, this, this last playoffs, man, because a lot of people forgot. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people when we were up, that, that, that lead we had at the half where my man came and took out Kawhi. Right. But I'm a little, I'm a little salty off, off, uh, off this past season. But I feel, like, I feel like we're, we're gonna be in good shape. I feel like we're gonna pick up, pick up some good pieces. 
Um, see, my I, I, I'm hearing talks of Paul George. Is that is that I... a lot of speculation at this point? I mean, you're hearing the Cavs. I mean, the Spurs, obviously, uh, Boston. Mm-hmm. So there, I mean, it's all speculation at this point. But reports are that George wants to go to the Los Angeles Lakers at some point in time. So he can opt out of his contract. And so after that happens, he might ultimately go to Lakers. But he's going to get traded before that. It's just a matter of who he's going to get traded to. And mm-hmm. we'll see who that's going to be. But yeah. hopefully, I mean, yeah. hopefully it's Cleveland. And I say that because yeah. it would make for a great NBA Finals when it, you know, against the Warriors because that's probably what's going to happen. True, very true, very true. I mean, unless your Spurs could do something about it, I feel like we can. I feel like we can. We got, we got, we got. A, we still have a young team. I feel like who can go. You know, Deontay Murray kind of stepping into his into his place. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got TP's going to be back. Tony, Tony's going to be back, healthy. Um, we'll probably pick up somebody else. I really want to. I really want to see Derrick Rose out there one last time. I feel like he still got something in the tank. So if okay. first to pick up Derrick Rose, I'll be super happy, super excited. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I will say this. I mean, if Kawhi would have stayed healthy, that series would have went at least six, maybe seven. Yeah. It would have been a long yeah, series. Yeah. It definitely been a long it series. Would've. It would have. So, yeah, you're a college graduate now, right? Didn't you just graduate? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. All right. Big graduation party? Yeah, I had a graduation party. Friends and family all came out here. Uh, came in. You know, I was over here in Los Angeles. You know, okay. we did. So what you get your degree in? Um, I was the individualized studies major and focused okay. on fine art. So okay. it was like an interdisciplinary of different classes. I took a number of classes and kind of made, made, made it my own, you know? That sounds like an athlete's major. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put the work in. I definitely put the work in. Definitely put the work in, man. <laughs> so, fans, make sure you support this man, support his journey. Hit him up on Twitter at jcred. Go to the website, extracredit.com. Anywhere else? Um, you can check out me on Instagram at uh, jaredellis.xk. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'm at, man. So, fans, hit this man up on all these different platforms. Support his art. Support his craft. Thank you. Support his clothes. And support all the great things going on with actor Jared Ellis. Jared, appreciate the time, man. Yeah, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Love to do it again. Yo, Paul, I appreciate it, man. For real. Take care.